Well, well, welcome in to episode 6 of our season 1 of XP for Heal. I'm your host, Selfie Clark. And last time, I had a lot of fun catching up and making a podcast heavily on the world of D&D. My experience before actually participating in it, my awakening, my discoveries, and even my present and excited future in this hobby, this passion, this lifestyle, and all the arts and crafts and DIYs I get to both discover and create from it too. (laughs) And, of course, the wonders of Baldur's Gate that I have discovered. My gosh, it is such a nice looking game. It looks exciting, it sounds exciting, I am ecstatic would be a good way to put it. Maybe just even fangirling, yeah, fangirling, that would be a good term to use. Of course, because then I discovered the, was it, after Early Access, they had this part where how do you describe it the character introduction and you got to meet the dark urge and (laughs) i would love the dark urge to say more dialogue i want to hear the backstory i want to see them in action and play i really hope they're a romanceable character as well like if not they are going to be my best friend (laughs) but shh the other characters we have to pursue as well. Don't tell them that. <laughs> but last time was D&D, the whole epic alternate portal world exploring it, and somehow wind it down and figured the next episode would be about social media. The whole experience growing up with it because we can look at it from 20 years at a glance and how Facebook started, even Google, even YouTube, TikTok. What is the other one? Threads, right, that's a new one as well. And just the rise and fall of influencers, content creators, virtual VTubers. Just crazy the amount of digital content out there that has become a daily like dose like almost like water to people to have every day or even to where you get your news where you trust your products who you even rely upon in this world where you have to even worry about deep fakes and scam calls and twitter having to be verified but being paid (laughs) It's just, it's going to be a fun time trying to organize what I even want to go about this conversation since we have to look at it from the time, growing up in it, where I even stand on it, what I've even done, because I'm not even a big time creator, so I'm still outside of a whole lot of other information, like having a a manager having to safeguard your information for being doxxed 
or affiliates on Twitch or having PR boxes. That's stuff far outside of my realm of knowledge besides what's been provided by other content creators who are very transparent about it. So, we have to make some mind maps or bubbles so we can figure out how we're going to go about this business of the dark, deep, dank, and illuminating an accessible internet world. <laughs> it, it just goes every direction possible. Really, the only thing I can say began or started or even opened the doors up for me to enter into social media to keep going into social media first and foremost was for the fact of I had friends who played games online friends who were far away from me that not all the time did you want to pull up the phone and call them because this is at a time where still kind of like text messaging was kind of pricey to put out there because remember with like the era of Nokia phones that were indestructible the slide phone and I really wasn't the biggest fan of iPod, iTouch, iNano because the first time I had an iPod Apple product to use as social media to connect to the internet was high school and it was a cute color but I was not thrilled because I still remember how many different kids at my school would have their Apple products and you would see either the front or back of them cracked to smithereens decimated and I was like why? Why do I want a product that is so easy to break? And for the most part, it seemed like it took way too much more money to fix the problem than just to have a new phone that was much more A, indestructible, B, could actually handle you sitting on it or accidentally dropping it. It was just, it just seemed like a fad, a trend, just to have it. They're like, ooh, you can take your photos and filter them. I was like, I'm, I'm not with that. It just seems pointless waste of my money, but there, there, the real reason was because I wanted to spend my money on anime and buy myself more mangas or cosplays, so to each their own. I was not seeing the future of Apple at that moment. So, forgive me for being very stingy on that subject. But yeah. From the start of it, really it was because Disney Magic Kingdom. A game you could talk to people online. You could set up a profile. You get to interact with your friends from across the way. Even though in the true, true matter of it, I was there playing as a guy, swindling other people for fake marriages so I could get more furniture. Okay? That's the reality of it. I was over there stealing people's tiki torches with fake I love yous and walking off with my 
pixel character in his summer boy surfer clothes. <laughs> I never, I, and that's kind of a funny thing. I never even thought about it. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play as a guy character and have no qualms about it. But I guess that's just what I was doing at the time. It was a really cool looking character though. I successfully, oh God, maybe I was a gigolo in that game. <laughs> just the PG version of it, just conning. <laughs> but pretty sure that was the prequel before entering into MySpace and Facebook. I know there's, oh, chattering, well, chat roulette, of course. I mean, technically a way of interacting socially, just roulette part. Ah, oh, but of course, MySpace was there for mainly middle school years of me. Yeah. So, moving on from the tidbit stuff that's gonna come up, like my disdain for Apple products, my disdain for trendy and fad things that I was more on the anime side of things and just books. But yeah, from experiencing Disney Magic Kingdom and being a con artist for furniture in that game and talking to several different people online and then proceeding from there entering into the hierarchy of school, entering into having MySpace, a site that you really had such control over the HTML of music, the custom designs, how people would be first introduced to your page if they wanted to add you as a friend. Yeah, I still wasn't really great at taking pictures, but I would take a lot of photos. That is for sure. Not of myself, but of other people. I was definitely wanting to hide behind the lens. But I know MySpace was there for the fact of me and my friends. We could chat with each other off when we weren't with each other and we couldn't be on the phone. We were able to stay in connection with our family have a cool little edgy site so we could play wake me up inside by evanescence and what is the other band i'm thinking of in my head because it has another edgy kind of sound it had an album that had silver and orange it just keeps escaping my brain but i hear the song in my head Good Charlotte. I forgot. I all I could remember was the silver and orange cover CD album, whatever it was. But yeah. But I honestly can't fully remember what I was doing on MySpace at this time, besides putting custom mouses that would be glittery and magical looking, or putting edgy anime backgrounds or just putting music that fit my mood or posting a status update or just keeping track of everyone that I knew from elementary or 
distant cousins and such. Like, I don't even know how I would be able to log back in, or if it's even possible, because... I'm pretty sure the last time I used that site... Well, like, well over ten years. Definitely, because last time I remember actually logging in... One person from my elementary had sent me a message, and we just chatted a bit, like, Oh, how are you doing? How are you? And... I guess I never returned to the site. I think this was right at the time people were using Facebook a little bit more since it gave you auto reminders for birthdays. One of my sports clubs was using it as a way of means of communication and announcements. Most of my other friends did their little, uh, what, idol games on there. And since more and more sites were using it as a way to log in to different apps and programs, it was a thing to use at the moment. <laughs> I just still kind of chuckled because I do remember when Facebook was being promoted more heavily, I assumed it was just for old people who wanted to just say happy birthday to each other or have class reunions. That's, I still remember distinctly being like, That's for old people. Why am I gonna use it? I'm just a kid. I wanna hang out and talk to people. I don't wanna sit there on a screen and be like, Oh, Bethel did this today. I'm like, why? Why? Why do I give any iota of a crap? But hey, that was me looking at it then. Because, I mean, Facebook is still going. Yes, Facebook now has a huge minefield of right-winged, stingy, believe-what-they-believe, click-a-link kind of mentality. It sucks that that's still there and presently continuing to grow. I definitely remember at the start of COVID, the amount people just sitting on a soapbox on that site, just being like, just use whatever essential oils and you'll feel better. I'm like, yeah, sure, in the coffin. <laughs> but okay, look, this is really at the start because what is it? That is 2008, 2009 era. So, I mean, yeah, that has been quite a bit of time since that time. Because really, even now, when I look back at from that much time, I don't use Facebook besides as an auto-reminder or a way I can look up class reunions, which kind of looks like I'm not having that, but again... It's like everyone's doing their own thing. It's a lot of effort and time to put in. So look, we just have essentially a subreddit, a forum, where we can talk to people we went to school with and nothing else. Eh, what can you do? Ah, uh, well yeah, Facebook was there because it was being used as 
the main means of technology and communication. But once that was gone, it didn't really hold me. Because, again, the whole thing of you don't want so many sites connected to your information because once someone's able to break into one part, I don't want them to have easy access to all these other accounts that would just give me way too much anxiety for no reason when I can just simply save different passwords. Like, two seconds of my time give me ease of mind. Now, the only other bad part of this is because now I have a bias against Facebook given just the the dirty, seedy, gross part of Facebook I've discovered. Because it's not like Twitter. Twitter, we're going to have to go into a whole other topic part, but this is just specifically me discovering a whole bunch of just like messages and links and information to one specific person. And they just use Facebook as just... A hookup site and it's just so gross so cruddy having to have hours of scrolling and taking screenshots and getting information and that being on Facebook so of course my brain's gonna start to assume Facebook's bad because of this bad stuff that was found on there but that is entirely just because that was the site that they use for messaging. If it was any other platform, I would feel the same way because of the actions taken. Like, pretty much, yes, as I said, they were using it as a site where they could just talk to a whole bunch of people that they knew, trying to know, and just mess with other people's relationships. And I was just like, ugh. There's a paper trail. Come on. But moving from that, I mean, yeah, Facebook is reliable. It does have a lot of features to allow you protection, restriction, and data download. So I don't have any problems on that front for the site. It's just, yes the memories of MySpace, having more control over how your page is presented rather than cut and paste, blue and white. This is how everything's gonna look. It takes away some of that creative ability and just makes it more bland, but then it makes it accessible and easy for every person to look at rather than being startled with music or startled with a suddenly flashing strobing screen or provocative background wallpaper. So I have to give it to that. But with those two sites of MySpace and Facebook, there was the lovely time of Tumblr. Which, I mean, Tumblr still exists, it's just it's never the same now. It's like it's gone through an experimental trial and it is never going to recover. And I say that in a way because it lost a lot of its respect. It lost a lot of 
platform users who wanted a site with like safety but even that you could troll about and that you could have a good time and that you weren't limited so heavily on some of the content you could go and discover. It's frustrating that they were like, oh, we're gonna crack down on this. Like, bro, the site was fine. Like, to my knowledge, the site was fine before they decided to revamp and experimentalize. Sure, there is people who have gone back to the site because, lo and behold, the way the site works, how you could customize it, the algorithm, how you could see art rather than having to worry about comments or likes. That stuff was very minimum. You would have to go search for it rather than it being up in your face. Like when you go on Facebook, like how you go on Instagram. The difference in how the platforms presented their content and the types of people who are on there. Because let's face it, Facebook has changed. Now it's very prevalent of, again, the old people on there. Soapbox, MySpace. It has nostalgia in it, but it has older nostalgia now. It's changed from when it used to be. When you could have Tom as your one friend. And then... Well, I mean, of course, we'll talk about Instagram and Twitter as well, but since they're more of the most present, let's continue with our older sites. I mean, we discussed about a little chat roulette, but again, it only gets a mention because you could talk to people. You could text, you could type it in, you could talk audio, and you could log out of that site and go elsewhere if you gave people your information but again it was a risk but I mean it can't be suggested because again the site is roulette you never know what you're going to find mm. and of course I forgot because <laughs> in the same era of tumblr of course because tumblr had it where you had hashtags and of course if you wanted to look for certain demographics, certain information, certain content, you would have to look for it through hashtags. So some of the more not safe for work content was hidden away. It wasn't presented outright. And one of those sites or information ways of communicating was Kick. I mean, yes, Kick is more so a texting messaging app, but it was a means of both communicating with people outside of Tumblr's messaging app. And it's surprising, actually became a way a lot of people were earning a profit too. But again, that only came to light in 2020. Because again, people, they were looking for work. I'm like, okay, understandable. You do you. And... Yeah, I mean, my only experience with Kick is because of Tumblr when I realize some of the hashtags in the Kick little hashtag group were not safe for work. And 
me being curious, I started to delve into that. Which thankfully I was able to leave relatively without any trace. But you never know. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Someone may have saved information. Someone may have just deleted it. But I'm... I feel confident enough now that it shouldn't come back to bite me. Because, I mean, just to say, like, look, I was a kid, being a kid, trying new things, being dumb. Let's just put it at that. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, my days in Tumblr, because I like to look back at it fondly. It was a fun place that I would talk to a lot of either friends that I knew IRL or friends that I would just meet online because we both liked an Atome game. We both liked a Japanese artist. We both liked these manga screen caps or just these sad girl quotes. Or we wanted to look at funny memes that made sense for our generation or elaborate fan fictions or different headcanons of stories or different theories that were going on for series happening. It's just a nice hodgepodge of both where you could just have a creative expression or you could talk to someone else who liked the same anime as you or you could discover a whole new recommendation list. It was a nice time to use Tumblr. Because this is before I started college. Of course, I still have my platform. I should actually pull it up. I mean, Brittany Broski pulled up her Tumblr and she had a great time giggling at that. I, yeah, let me figure out how to log in. Literally, I forgot. I actually am logged in, but you come into Twitter and now it has, I mean, not Twitter. Wow. What am I talking about? When you come into Tumblr, it has a live section and quite literally I look at it and it's just a whole lot of provocative looking photos of people. Sure, there's a few funny looking, but the very first start of it, you're like, eh. That looks like it's suggestive content. But then you move past that and you get some beautiful fan art of series. You get to see that there's different hashtags. You get to see some cool different, what is it? After story comics of series that you really love. You get to see different illustrations, different series that happen. I mean, it's showing me literally someone with a printed copy of Grimm. 
I forgot about that show. I remember watching that for two seasons. Very much into it, but really it was only because I was into the suggested romance between the guys. Okay, let's be fair. I was part of that community of fangirls. So sorry. Let's see. And then scrolling from there, learn, talking about media literacy crisis. <laughs> Adult literacy, child literacy. And then skipping go down, you see music. You see how to tell if your cat is a cowboy. Yeah, so it just is all over the place. But of course, we need to go and see what else. Oh yeah, I should mention my <laughs> my Tumblr title, Loving the Awesomeness. So creative. And of course, who I have messages from. Somebody with a suggestive title. Yeah, definitely don't click on that link unless I want to break my computer. And oh, I actually have my stats. I have made eight. 1,373 posts, and that I have up to date 94 followers. Let's go look at it. What did we do? Oh, the very last thing that I played around with? A Tokimeki girl side click and drag game. These, oh, these were so much fun. Just be like, ah, guess what's gonna happen? Let's see. How can I go to the bottom? I'm just going to have to scroll infinitely. My goodness, this is going to take a while. Is there not a way for me just to go? Oh. Oh, and just to say, I've liked 20,459 things. And being the last thing that I liked was an evil character. Ooh, but an evil character who's also a responsible parent. Ah! <laughs> okay. Let's see. Goofy headcanons of characters blushing. A whole bunch of stuff from my hero. Definitely a lot more for Tokameki. Houses. Spaghetti ice cream. And apparently we got some... What? What is this? Okay, look. There's definitely a time when there was a lot of audio. Where you would read sounding like you were talking to the person who's listening. And what do I find? A Kakashi one. <laughs> Except then I look at the hashtags. And it's got... Kakashi and several other guy characters in the series, except isn't this, it's literally detailed as being with your OTP. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, of course, boyfriend to death. Some, actually, some nice game coding as well. Convenient. 
And of course, there was the era of me being hyper fixated on Eden Ori, Cage of Eden, and a lot of different headcanons, topics, things that were unanswered in the series. Oh, of course, and Tumblr had a lot of times where they would be posting from Twitter back onto it, being like, the constant struggle between I should probably be more informed about current events, and I would like to be a functional human being with at least a vague will to live. <laughs> but it's fun actually looking, oh, and then we just discover the coming of the, the the end of days. A ring, a spiral of chicken. <laughs> oh, and of course, Tumblr was such a great place that you're able to find English or Spanish or German or Finnish or Taiwanese, different translations for different light novels, game catches, a lot of stuff was actually being provided through here, which top-notch. And I guess another part is Tumblr was in that era where you could mix between people you knew and didn't know's content. Like you could be talking and seeing a college kid talking about their struggles in classes and then you scroll to the next post and it's just someone showing memes of possums. It really just gave you a scrolling list of randomness. Which, I mean, is pleasant that you would not just be stuck with one type of content unless you're only looking at one type of hashtag. Because then when you go to the world of Twitter, that definitely changes when you start typing in stuff. Especially even the past few years, how Twitter has changed. <laughs> but I still keep my Tumblr. It is nice to go back to it. There's a lot of content I have enjoyed looking at from the past. It has some good references still. And... Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I would use Tumblr live. I've yet to explore that. I mean, we're here now. We might as well click on somebody. I mean, I'm legitimately concerned of how this is going to turn out. So, we have- I've not read the terms. It's powered by the meat group. I don't know what that is. Terms and service? I mean, yeah, what are even the terms and service of using Tumblr and the meat group? Obviously, if you're under 18, you may not use live. I'm definitely well over 18. Apparently, you could get digital gifts on here, so I'm guessing people are able to be paid through this but I've yet to hear anyone like be successful on this but then again it's not something I've used so maybe I've just not seen it as a good opportunity eh. 
Dang, there is someone on here with 4,000 people apparently viewing them. What are they doing? All it says is, have fun in the chat while I go buy more yarn. What? <laughs> okay. Well, we're just gonna move along from that. Apparently, kitchen, nightclub, cooking. Subscribe to someone's podcast. Good afternoon. That's the only thing. There's doesn't show me. Oh, that's trending. So who's new? Who else is doing stuff? Ceiling chats. Someone with a paper bag on their head. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of people on here. Ah, of course, we found it. Someone mentioning their kick. Being like, hey, go check out something over there. Like, I know what you're talking about. Definitely not going there. But of course, that is only beginning of social media because we've only gotten to talk up to the start of high school, kind of edging into out of high school. So this is still... 20, 2013 from 2009. Where did it even go from there? Because Tumblr, heavily used because a lot of shows, a lot of media, a lot of stuff that was prevalent and even just having a good time chilling, being a kid. And really I wasn't concerned with Facebook besides it being a forum, an announcement site. And MySpace had already drifted away since the people I kept in contact weren't using it and I wasn't posting on it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, because like Instagram is into my college years after 2013. I wasn't even using it beforehand. Which, when did Instagram like actually start being Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, Instagram. 2010, the initial. Okay, so it makes sense. I started using Instagram three and a half years after it booted up. It hit the scene. It started gaining traction. Oh, here it is. I forgot. Right, during high school, this was prevalently when Snapchat was being used. Of course, I, I really forgot. Snapchat has kind of had its glory days and suddenly it just got thrown into the back. And we're like, it's there. But we have to constantly check to see it. it's there. <laughs> but yeah, so Facebook, Snapchat... Reddit? Eh, yeah, bits and bobs of Reddit. I mean, this is before Twitch, TikTok, any of that was prevalent. And really, it was there as a means of keeping up with kids that I saw day to day. I really wasn't into the scene of contacting people online like on a consistent basis of telling my day-to-day -day life. That kind of stuff happened way later towards post-college. 
because if we're still in the era of 2013-2009, yeah. I mean, of course, Facebook, meh. Snapchat, okay. It was a quick, easy way of texting, communicating, sending videos and stuff without burning through a text plan, burning through your phone. And, of course, all your messages could just disappear. You could just poof it. I think that hugely is the reason why so many people are using it, because... They didn't want their parents to check their stuff. They didn't want their siblings to have ammunition against them. They didn't want their talking stage people knowing who they were talking to. It was simply a dry erase board, but digital. You could send things, have a good time, and then proceed on with your day. Yeah. And of course, it bled into tick. Not tick, I mean kick. Yeah, kick. Kick and Snapchat kind of got intertwined. I know that. Because again, during high school, there was always the talk of another relevant high school that was nearby us that had a sex rink stuff go down. And that became quite the problem since people trading for like elaborate stuff like things that cost well over $200 for different services different acts and people recording things and doing stuff in public spaces so it started to spiral out of control and especially with these digital forms that could be saved and uploaded to forever internet made it a serious problem that in yeah, school finally cracked down on and all the schools later heard about the news at the trickle down. And I guess that's even... Ah, uh, I guess that is another part we have to discuss because social media, of course, if you were quote-unquote popular, quote-unquote, if you were in the trends or if you were in the scene, the different things of where your clicks were, how you communicated with people, if you're already using photo editing or if you're posting or going on crazy trips or you just had something to say. I wasn't in those scenes. I mean, here and there, there'd be photos of our sports team. Here and there, there'd be memories shared or anime things or games or books. I think that's even another part, like how I discussed, I wasn't a fan of Apple, I just wasn't a fan of using media heavily since I can communicate who I wanted to in person, and if not, we were journaling to each other or sending letters, that kind of stuff. Eh. I guess media really only came into my life once I realized I was going to post video, long-form content, different goofy skits, do Twitch, do live stream. That's when I realized, oh, networking. That is the base of all these social medias, being able to present an online portfolio of yourself 
to different demographics depending on who you're looking for. Because coming up from high school and middle school, I just saw those as a way of you keep track of people online. That way you can talk about your day or get together. I didn't see it was becoming a way of stepping up in life, being able to be creative or have a means of moving past a basic job and you could have this digital outlet. I didn't realize that. I mean, sure, I use the internet for reading comics, watching YouTube, playing games, but I didn't realize you could put your life into a computer, essentially. <laughs> I, I, that idea not did not click quite yet. It was only clicking in my brain when it became like 20, 2018, 2019. Wow. Just having this moment of clicking together these little pieces of how my own life has progressed in ways that I could have already started earlier. But even the other side of it, thank goodness it didn't start earlier because I'm a sensitive person. The stuff would have wrecked me having trolls and online bullies. It would have, honestly, I know at some point it would have probably messed me up having that kind of stuff happen to me early in life. Like, that's another part, the dark side of it, where... If you had MySpace, if you had Facebook, if you had Snapchat, if you had a Reddit, Tumblr, it was an easy way for people to suddenly target you, especially if they knew how to look up your information, if they already had your profiles, they could just start spamming you, sending you cruel messages at every hour of the day. They could post embarrassing photos or record you realizing besides this promising piece of technology to advance and network and have different ideas come forth from different websites for connection, it then can be turned all around to hurt people time and time again because that's something I definitely grew up seeing, how cyberbullying was becoming a thing rather than just in the classroom, you had to worry now about some Johanna pestering you online through your Skype at 3 a.m. wanting to just yell at you, or having to worry about Desiree spamming your Facebook with pokes just to piss you off, or having to worry about Talo who's sending you emails two, three times a day of just gross pictures. <laughs> I mean, this is just for the experience others have seen because I thankfully didn't have to experience this so it's strange to realize that someone's phone could have just been blowing up all day and burning their battery out with Snapchat with an entire group thread just talking bad about them or posting a video over and over. Oh. 
It's just weird to think because then when you get to jump 10 more years into the future, how mental health, how there is body shaming, how there's such a level of depression of kids who are now having access to internet, having access to these different media platforms, how TikTok, how having, was it LinkedIn? Threads, Twitter, you can get bombarded with the worst news ever and still have to deal with people constantly sending threats, trying to constantly trying to hack your information. How do we even sum that up? Yeah, that's quite quite the dark way to I mean, that's not even the darkest place on the internet, but still it's a been an ever growing, ever present and evolving way of bullying and destroying your privacy and not allowing you to feel safe even in a place you're supposed to feel comfortable and then even the fact of then how many other different ways of your security are now breached because someone has access to some form, shape of your cameras, your phones, your career platforms, your resume. It, it ripples into how many different effects of your life. It's, it, it goes in beyond social media because, I mean, ooh, that's another thing to talk about. Social media and applying for jobs oh that's definitely another part to it which definitely something i need to talk about since i have particulars on it as well so let me try to keep that in mind but yes of course maybe i'm only talking from the more sensationalized point of view like the fact of some people were able to access people's webcams, being able to access their phones or their Google Photos or being able to access things that were being downloaded to iCloud. An elaborate different set of things. But clearly, thankfully, more and more people are able to speak out or even keep the receipts so these people are forced to go confess their bad deeds of course it doesn't always go as a plan because when this information comes out if someone wants even to believe because they're in fact of so many people are very good at photoshop now very good at duplicating or cloning phones so you can make it appear one way so it becomes more and more of a challenge to keep yourself on guard even though you shouldn't have to be on guard for every little tidbit in life of course of course this all comes from my own experience but in my own experience like almost more recently have I started to see someone trying to post post to jobs like applying to jobs with either my name or my phone number which is really concerning because then someone else has my number 
who may consistently try to call me and maybe get aggravated that I'm not contacting them back or send text messages or even expect me to put it, be on a schedule or try to get information for a W-2, which would be even more sticky of a situation beyond just media use. Mm. From there, of course, there's the more tricky, more difficult part when someone finds out like, hey, you buy games from Steam, you buy games from Nintendo, or you use Twitch, or any of these sites where you know people can put card information in in order to continuously buy or support or do little stickers and hyper chats and all those little things. Then someone can start trying to figure out how to log into those pages beyond from your social media because some of them do have it where it's like, hey, you can access if you know your password to blah, 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 or if one site is logged into each other because I had the misfortune of, let's see, four different times in the entirety of my adult life, people stealing money from me, mass amount of money, digitally. This is not even in physical person stealing money because that's a whole other case, but digitally. Way over a grand has been taken. Thankfully, in all cases, that money has returned to me. So that's another part of it, of having to worry about social media, of how someone can then target you for that kind of stuff beyond just bully, harass, hateful comments, racist comments, hate speech to you on different platforms, many different platforms as well. If they find out whatever online persona name you use or if they search hard enough with your name and address and everything, because then it's crazy because then someone could do that on your job hunting sites, your logins, where someone could go to LinkedIn and start giving you false jobs. They could start posting false information about you, start going to those companies you're applying and tell them shit about you instead of just leaving you the fuck alone. God. And even like social media, people can stalk, keep tabs on people that A, they shouldn't have tabs on, or they could continuously reach out to you in creepy ways, or know your location as well. And like I just did before, it would be a good thing if I actually go through my past Facebook and things that I've done here. That would be actually a pretty funny thing to actually go back and see what else is happening in this. Let's see, where do I need to go? Facebook, I do have on my phone, so then I don't have to do anything now. Do I have to scroll? Filter, excellent, posted by, go to. Can I just show me when was the last time I was on here? I don't know. 2000. It's gonna show me anything. Here we go, we found it. From 2008, what did I decide to post? Is writing and thinking. 
brilliant, genius post. From there, several different days where I'm just announcing that I'm writing and reading fan fiction. I was born, congrats me. Now, what else can I find? Go to... 2009, September, October, how about two, my following birthday. Oh, no? Okay. How else do you find? Because I just want to see what was there year by year. How about we go to the next year? <laughs> oh, dang. 2010. I was 16 and getting to see all the cute little happy birthdays and all the emoticons. <laughs> and apparently I was excited about Zelda. What beast up this week? What? And apparently just, oh, even fun. One of our friends talking about moving to Japan together back in 2010. I mean, it's still a possibility. Well, of course, when was it ASIC Games was doing a big Otome survey, that was a huge deal. And oh yeah, when I was still doing some game programming, trying to figure out that. Apparently I was doing debate back then. Oh, and I had that blog. Did I delete that blog? Yeah. That blog is no longer there. And apparently me ranting about borders not being there. <laughs> Let's see. Ah, posting photos from school. Twenty-five facts, a hundred lights in the sky. Oh yeah, then Sake Visual had been out. Hmm, apparently I dyed my hair as well. The Summoning and Awakening? What were those books? I seemed ecstatic about it. Oh man, I even made a post about Tokomeki coming out in 2010. But hey, I remember that. I walked my dog consistently and did extra little side gigs so I could buy that game. Hmm. Apparently I watched The Hurt Locker. Writing and thinking yet again. I really didn't post anything intellectually grand at the time. So let's see. Let's jump ahead to how about 2015. Let's see how far I've come now. More birthdays, flowers. I was apparently 21 in 2015. Going to sunrise. Oh, dang, I had posted my location. Yikes. Maybe I should turn, delete these. Yeah, if it has my location in it, let me delete that because that's not a good thing to have on the internet. Why I had a question about eBay. Okay, see, this is a good thing, actually, going back and realizing 
I was too carefree with some of my locations. So let's delete that. <laughs> oh, I apparently had made some poems. Let's see. You remind me of home. A star beneath a nighttime sky, twinkling just for me. You remind me of a time out of my life. A flash of photography and there you are smiling. You remind me of days too short, yet the sun has already begun to rise up again. That dance, that simple twirl around, you do to me and my heart is all I need. You remind me of a laugh, a crinkled face and a gasping sound. I can't help but laugh about you. To mind today you remind me of nothing, just you I see, a perfect image of a present joy, everlasting to a future. You remind me, my love, you remind me of love every second you smile in life. Excuse me? This is from like 2015. I was not even dating. What What am I doing? <laughs> Calm down, me. <laughs> but hey, I had some clever little attempts. Let's see. Oh, wait. 20, oh. 2015? Oh, I see. Because I'm having my dates correct. This is right when I started college, actually. Oh, I know. I now know who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> and all. Oh, I even went, he makes me a very smiley person. Oh. <laughs> oh, how wrong I was. Because... In full context of what I was just writing, the poem was about the first person I was actually in a relationship with. And then going to this next post is when I was talking about someone who I then became in an abusive relationship with. So, how funny, looking back, looking back and realizing how cute things were and then realizing how demonic and fucked up they became oh another poem everywhere every day the hazy phase cast over the day is fading everyone everything there it goes blasted and dropping but here it is again a loop upon the hazy day foggy till you get lost Confounded and spinning. But there you are, right side up, though a little shaken at best, and walking now steady and making a thudding sound, taking not yet to craze and unsteady, to wrap the mind about it, the words sit ready to dance out, but not yet. <laughs> I like the kind of writing I did, because clearly I was having a good time. Oh, man. Sorry, I just jumped to the next post and it had a deleted photo. Yeah, let me take that off, because it's 
about people who are no longer in my life. Yikes. Oh yeah, this is funny. There was a time Ralph Lauren was scouting for part-time workers in my other place of work. <laughs> uh, wow. Another one of these silly things. More. I, I had so much bubble tea in 2015. Like, just honestly realizing how much I was drinking that. I have that photo. Nope. Oh, and we started making strawberry lossy. <laughs> what else do we have? A long distance pillow. Oh, and Tappy Quest. Hmm. Definitely another thing to delete. Goodbye, goodbye. Kayaking. Hmm. Found anniversary posts as well. Nope, and nope, and nope. They all will disappear because I don't want these reminders. But again, how many times am I actually on Facebook? Like, this is a site I barely use for anything. Aw, corgis. had a, quite a lot of corgi things. Oh, and then when Zero Escape was coming out. More poems, more uber stuff. Oh, and I went to a water park. Gotcha. Another thing to delete as well. Ah, and yes, when there was flooding happening. Good times. Earthquake fundraiser. Oh, yeah, and here it is. In 2015, I had an iPhone. But quickly after that, I... Hmm. I know I went to an Android afterwards. It was a compact phone for a bit. Let's see. Oh, my stresses of getting car repairs. I got a tattoo in 2015 as well. My hair was uh, tinged red. It was very fluffy. It was not put together well. Oy. More poems. Apparently we went... Oh, yeah, this is when I was still going to have hookah as well. Okay. Alrighty, I think that was enough of Facebook. We'll continue forth. Oh, I thought this would be a good part to jump from Facebook into OnlyFans because it would be both an interesting to talk about and even a short one because my experience with OnlyFans is very limited compared to someone who uses the site to be quote-unquote an accountant or their job or where they gain the revenue. It was only something ever came into my radar because of 2019 of the rise of an online platform where you could pay subscription that was outside of a live streaming video site it was I don't know how first OnlyFans was catered to my mind was it like 
an open magazine, but a 3D or maybe a, you know, like how Detroit become human. There was more of a digital aspect of a magazine that OnlyFans presented itself when it first entered my awareness. And of course, it's much more than that. Now that I've seen the site more, that it's kind of like you could have different packages, different photos, you could have something that was beyond just Patreon or Kofi, but it was a way that you locked in subscribers monthly or weekly or daily, depending on what kind of things were being bought and presented in services, which at first I was like, oh, it's fitness, it's cooking, maybe someone's saucy photos time and again, cosplay, that kind of thing. That's what it was all being presented until I realized the whole quote-unquote accountant side to it. The not-safe-for-work content, the content that was wrecking people's bank accounts, that was bringing about deepfakes, that was bringing about people's professional jobs and their side businesses crashing together. It was making people question copyright, question the rights of buying a product and reselling or using it. It really presented a way of both a huge networking site that spawns into Twitter as well, but even a place you could have these maybe elaborate fantasies in talking to someone who you knew you were paying, but it wasn't an illegal service to be paying for such things since they were doing it in such a manner that it was like almost having an AI girlfriend or something. <laughs> like, again, my knowledge is limited because, sure, I did sign up for the site, yes, and I did have a moment of like a week where I did try to experiment with opening a not-safe-for-work OnlyFans, and I got a little traction, but it was not enough for me to pull more than five hours of my attention away from my day to build it up. Sure, yes, I could've delved more into it in using ASMR, photos, different video formats, but I still wasn't really confident in producing a good product that would rein in someone month by month. I felt like I was kind of a one-off niche site. So, I mean, it was interesting to give it a go and see the challenges and keeping it afloat, but it didn't really pan out for what I was looking for at the time, which bravo to the people who were able to turn it into a full-on business for themselves. Ah, really? From <laughs> jump from OnlyFans? I mean, logical jump would be go to Twitter, because that site uses Twitter more, because, I mean, Instagram, not as much. I mean, you have people who mention such things, but they don't post about it on there, given 
the rules and regulation. <laughs> and definitely at this part, I am not versed. The only things I really am aware of is, for one, I used to have Twitter back when I had Snapchat, but that account did get hacked. Just forever spam posts with my face on it. Of course, at some point it finally got reported after asking five different times of this account is hacked, please delete it. Because it was annoying because it had my username and now I have to use the one that has the number one next to it. So, it is what it is. I more than likely I had a bad password, so can I really blame myself? I have to say, yeah. But yeah, I used to use Twitter, but really is for keeping up with when an Otome game publisher was submitting new artwork or asking for polls, getting relevant news updates, or even just random things from like Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, just kind of like another different site that provided a different content compared to if you just went to YouTube and watched their full-scale video. But I mean, this is when I first got into Twitter because let's be real because there's a whole whole dark, dank, evil, nefarious degent side of it that people either use it for or try to actively avoid because of course Twitter's a site where, yeah, you can stumble upon a full-spread hentai doshinga and just, oh, wow, <laughs> that's all out for the seeing. <laughs> and you're scrolling, and unless you have the not-safe-for-work settings on, you're just like, surprise. <laughs> and I mean, there's good and bad, especially if you're looking for said content, or if you're just simply checking on a game developer. <laughs> it's a flip of the coin. Especially with the people you follow, it'll push their material to the top. I don't know, it's like been a while, it's changed the algorithm since I've last actually like flittled through the entire site. Now, besides it being a place you could find bad things, good things, surprise things, it is a nice site where you can get instant updates of like, hey, there's a glitch, or hey, you need to reset your X, Y, and Z accounts because these developers realize you can be hacked, there's vulnerabilities. Because instead of waiting for someone to make a video where they have to edit and process it, Twitter, you can just send a message out to your fan base, to the public knowledge, and it's very quick. It's a quick way to receive and see where you need to be linked. That's another good point with Twitter. Because of course, a lot of places across the entire world, Twitter is a means of communication compared to some people who use Snapchat is only available in certain regions. And especially if someone is sifting through your information, not the most secure and safe place to have it. And of course, the same goes for Twitter, because depending on your level of security, and if you're using all these other extra 
bells and whistles to keep it locked up. And, you know, for when I first got into Twitter, it was just another way for people to chat with each other, send links, or have those quick-fire messages. It didn't really have anything else that Snapchat, I mean, besides the fact of then you could send links, it was a little bit more functional to use in that way. Eh. And, you know, only Twitter became more useful or more utilized when I re-created my account because of content creation or because I wanted to keep up with different Twitch creators or different game dev blogs that were on there where there was a consistent upload of different threads or different links to follow. Maybe someone created a new randomizer you can use on OBS and you wanted to figure out what was the legit way to download and add it in. They would have a thread for that. Or simply you wanted to make sure you were alerted when they went live on Twitch or maybe they were going to have a giveaway or something. And of course it was the easiest way to upload videos that you wanted to promote and be like, hey, outside external views because click on the link. I've uploaded a new part to the video or hey, there's a new TikTok, click over here. It was just another way to gain views and a way to interact with a different set of people online and across the globe. Just depending on how you use the hashtag system. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out that. Like, honestly, I am confused beyond days of what words are keywords and what are just fallen into the void. But eh, it's hit or miss. Trial and error. Of course, I could go and find the people who literally do the work, but eh, I can, I can figure it out in due time. I mean, from there, Twitter, well, X, as it's now deciding to be called, even though everyone just calls it Twitter still, there's that whole side of the debacle that from when Twitter began and now this evolution that the Elon Musk, that very wackadoodle, very interesting personality type, I mean seems pretty much people either are still using the site or they've moved to the threads social media site but that bleeds into talking about Instagram but really threads is gonna be a very quick thing to say because it got promoted because people were getting pissed with Twitter from what I know and we signed up and then nothing happened. We just have another account we've signed up for and maybe I hear about things here and there, but I, I don't understand how Threads works. Like maybe it's just because I don't have a lot of people on it and it's just kind of dust. It's just sitting there. <laughs> like, okay, what was the big hullabaloo? 
It could be just because it's another product. It's another service that was already being provided. And people don't want to try and pull the traction of one account to another. And you know what? It might come back. Because, I mean, for a bit there was the social media of Hive. But, I mean, Hive was having so many issues with upload and speed. It was just, you sat there in oblivion with nothing happening. Because everything was just taking forever to load because people bombarded the site. And of course, I still have it, but do I post to it? No. I honestly forget it's on my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, right. That thing, like Threads, Hive, and... Ah, sometimes Instagram too. Those kind of those could fall to the wayside because... A, I don't have people on there. B, I'm not looking for content on there. And C, it's just not a way to stay up to date. It kind of feels very niche compared to what I want to see. And again, every site is different. Every algorithm and every purpose in the site, again, it's plain and simple. A couple of these sites got boring for me. A couple of them, I would need to do a bit more work to polish it, improve myself, make a stand but of course these are the sites where it's very quick to just meme post shit post just ba -ba 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 -ba. blast out a bunch of things and see whatever sticks because then when you go to the longer sites going on to youtube going on to twitch going on to tiktok going on to reddit Discord, oh yeah, right. I mean, Discord is its own entity of itself, even though a lot of people attach it onto all these other sites because then you have a way of voice calling or video watching things. And of course, I'll be honest, I've tried and tried again to understand Discord and I'm, it's just not clicking. Maybe it's just I haven't found the right instructions that make the sense that I need it to. But it's like, okay, it's a cool little site, but I mean, I just don't use it. <laughs> it just doesn't serve a purpose in my case. And of course, since we just mentioned about it because threads and Twitter, I mean, Instagram. Instagram, pretty much, I mean, this was something that was popular for high school, which is a time where really having Instagram seems like a bad idea in the long run of the amount of popularity, posting, the idealistic, the optimal life that is being viewed for these images, which isn't healthy for a teenager to see because they're like oh I need to post more and more so people see that I'm doing fun things or look at me and this and that and really I joined because other people are on it it seemed like a cute way of being like oh let me show off stuff I like and my goodness <laughs> the types of photos I used to take 
just up close, grainy. I was definitely into the filters. And I mean, it's cute to see that I was very particular on just being goofy with the photos and just wacky stuff that I could put on there rather than present myself in a fake way. So at least at the start, it was very much just random things I wanted people to see images of. Pets, the sky, poetry, food. Little things that I was doing about my day. Because I know there's a big pause of not using it for a long time and then re-entering it with presenting myself in makeup, different styles, things I was reading, using different lighting, using aesthetics rather than just grainy, out-of-focus shots. And of course, there's so many things that I've archived on it because I've realized A, I don't want people to see that, B, they bring up bad memories, and even they don't represent what I would like to be present on the site because again, from where I started of it just being a high schooler goofing around with photos to now using it as a presentation of this is where I can have content and can show things that are important about the day or deliver different information in different tracks. And of course, at a point it just became short forms of me just posting TikToks on there and kind of it just was used as another way to promote another site. It became less of what was on Instagram and what was what Instagram's algorithm could do for me rather than what I could post for it. And of course there was a moment where I did the glamour shots and the things of very pretty and cute and then I just gave up on that yet again it's just not the thing that I use I mean there's other people I like to explore when they're talking about tattoos fitness that's health oriented different councils and therapies that are going on goofy contact that's super dark but yeah, that's that's all I'm doing with it now. It's not really my cup of tea anymore. Well, from there, of course, to talk about TikTok, to talk about Twitch, to talk about YouTube. They're not... I mean, they're just a different kind of social media rather than mainly being a text post video post and I mean you can still interact and like and share and post now of course we're talking about YouTube which YouTube has been now around since 2006 2007 so well over a decade now near nearly because in three more years in three more years it's going to be two decades of YouTube being a huge platform for video uploads different and even YouTube having a live streaming content as well beyond just where you could post 
past videos. And, of course, YouTube has entered the field of YouTube Shorts as well, so it competes against TikToks, it competes against its own long-form content as well. Because, I mean, I already see the huge difference in how quickly one clickbaity short will get views compared to a long-form content that has love and care and dedication put into it. I mean, that's a huge part of people's conversations when they do long YouTube videos that are more than like even 15 minutes, that they either have timers, visual aids to show how long it'll be, or even break it up into parts so you can come back to it. It's changed. Which, I mean, it's not bad different, it's just different altogether, just different. And of course, I've been on YouTube, like, pretty much for the entirety of its existence, but not using it as a major platform or a major social media outlet or money, like, a profit job. Really? For, like, meh. 12? Mm. Yeah, about 12 years worth of the time I've been on YouTube has been just uploading because it's a vlog, it's an upload that I can have that's now saved in some capacity. And of course, now three? Yeah, about three years worth of the time of being on YouTube has been effectively targeting the algorithm, creating content specific, editing, learning how to make thumbnails, learning how to post at different times. So it's changed the way that I go about it, how I comment on a video, how I write, how I present my quote-unquote persona on the site, rather than before when I would write really embarrassing and meme like gag jokes to people. <laughs> It's just a change that happens when you realize these sites keep a record and for what purpose you're using the content for rather than just doom scrolling or learning how to do a language or just want soothing music in the background. And of course, YouTube Live. I haven't used it regularly yet, but I like the intent to create another strong live streaming platform because again and again Twitch has presented some ugly sides to it since its rise to fame and power since like 2013-2012 and of course it's a site that's trying to make profit and it's just kind of doing it piss poor ways at times Maybe it's retracting and learning, but again, it's coming up on that whole 10-year thing where you make it or break it, depending on your practices and your policies you've instituted into the site. And of course, the big thing where Kick came into play, and some people talk about the site saying that they like it, some people talk about their little questioning of its leniencyness on how people can bash and troll on the site and the whole side of the gambling bit, which 
I don't know if they've changed that yet, but six months ago, it was like, mm, is this something to be concerned about? Who knows? I mean, I have a kick account. I only use it for like testing. I've yet to use it as an actual stream service besides fiddle with it. Because again, it might be a good way for me to have an anonymous streaming page technically, even though I'm going to go by the same name. It's just I would have less traction on that site since I'd still be a new user. Just depends, because you never know who's who's watching. That's the other part, having your face on the screen in real time compared to making a video on YouTube and you can just edit out the bad stuff, the embarrassing things. And just, I mean, again, social media has changed since being at home, shelter in place, COVID, pandemic, a shift of work at home, the doom scrolling, the mental health crisis yet again, and just the fact of my life changed yet again after 2019. It kept changing even after leaving undergrad. And that is a big point. From 2017, 2016 to 2019, my presence online diminished significantly. Because, I mean, if I go back and look, what even I presented online during that time... It's probably not much. I mean, I know that I had ideas, I wanted to push for it, but still... Yeah, especially when I look at it from that time, I was in that era of content creation that was not with my face, a use of my voice only with dialogue and a story I would create. So, I mean, it was really heavily on the side of my creativity and what I could do audio-wise rather than what I could do video and photography-wise. And even that was less time and effort to put together. And because at that time I was paying for school. At that time I was doing other things. I hadn't realized there was an option to use social media as a means of putting myself out there for job potential. Rather, it was there I could see other people do stuff and go from undergrad, undergrad, 2017, 2016, 2018, and then we get to 2019 and realizing I still had little bits and things I liked to post, what I would present, but suddenly I realized there was an option for live streaming, online content of me and my reactions, my opinions, my storytelling, and just me as a person being presented online. That changed the game of how much I was posting, how much I was working on Photoshop, and creating audio and fixing up a computer, figuring out 
how to set PC parts up, how to clean it, how to avoid burnout, scheduling, time management, beyond just being a college student. That besides the whole objective that was in front of me originally was undergrad, get a better job, proceed to master's, and then proceed on PhD. I mean, it's still an option, but there's more things to fill my time, more hobbies, more activities to explore and use as a means of research, or even to chill the fuck out sometimes. I mean, like I talked about in my last podcast, how much D&D became significant, how much I've enjoyed playing it and diving into the entire lore and DIY and just creation of a character. Social media became another way of exploring my potential, exploring more ways to network and connect and even what I can learn from someone else because besides it being a cesspool and triggering and maybe fuckery for your mind, there's a lot of things you can learn from other people or even learn not to do. And of course, it brings into reality how other people are proceeding about their day. Every life is different. Every way you go about it can encourage you and give you things to think about to stop. Because, I mean, how many other people online who go to school, who suddenly switch up on their life and especially how media has changed over the years from this aesthetic goals to now reality showing you the back end of it showing you the behind the curtains and the dark side of it just the time that it's finally caught up to realize we're in this little bubble that needed to be popped and sure, there's a new wave of that bubble forming again, but if anything, it's clearer to see or that there's more different types of bubbles that are here. It's not just you present your perfect self. You can present a persona, a different type of person, different types of content. You can even make satire that's truly dark and people still can connect with it. And that's refreshing to know that you don't have to just present yourself in one way online anymore. Because of course you could, but you did feel like you got alienated before. And now it's more freeing, easier to access and find others that you link up with. Or even you can give people chances that you didn't think to before. I mean, for the amount of times I saw fitness instructors and life coaches, there's actually a plethora of them that are delightful to hear about or even their perspective on a variety of topics beyond just what their profession is. And really, I don't have any other major social media that I use that I can talk about with any kind of 
recollection or opinion on it. Because, I mean, the rest are things I don't really use. I mean, you could technically call Neopets a social media Club Penguin, Two Towns, but again, they're more games than social media sites. Uh, well, of course, there's Reddit and forums, but I just feel like they're different from social media, even though they've made presence in them and people use content from it. But again, forums are different. Because, I mean, for one, there's several different types of forums. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, well, all the writing sites like AO3, fanfiction, DeviantArt, they kind of are social media, but, like, mainstream use that people can collectively catch up and have different content placed on it for the purposes of, like, daily check-in or community because then when you have DeviantArt it's an art platform first and foremost where you could comment and stuff and have games but social media it, my brain doesn't connect that and reddit forms that goes back to basics because I mean social media is still a new thing I mean like I've talked about way earlier Facebook used to feel like something you connected back with people you used to go to school with. My, MySpace was kind of an edgy, musical, HTML kind of site. Of course, Tumblr, that kind of bloggy posts, media content. I don't know how to really describe it besides... They're different. They're different than what I would categorize social media, which... Mm. Wasn't there some, like, moose thing? Hoover, moofer, I don't know. I just know a couple of people talked about that was specifically a media site for college kids. And it seemed to have, like, some controversies and bad words being written on it, but... I never used it for my school, so I'm out of the loop on that. But from there, really, of course, there's the whole thing of AI and deep fakes of social media where now you could have an entirely unreal profile being curated weekly, monthly, or daily. And it's someone that doesn't even exist, that is just a creation. <laughs> I mean, it goes beyond Hatsumiku of a musical creation. It goes beyond VTuber. It becomes a being that projects online media use. I'm pretty sure there's fashion ones for that too, but that's probably to promote certain stuff. I I'm not full informed on that. That is something beyond my research. I mean... At the moment, from playing games and having ways to catch back up with people, social media has kind of just become a way to, what is it, gold mine? Gold rush your way into a different category of content creation and networking. 
It can be a fun way you can explore different digi digital creations. It could be a form of learning new exercises in different cultures. And even it could just be a way you can tune off your brain and chat with other people or see what someone else is promoting or creating or even just seeing what their opinions on the news is. Because mean the whole drama, well not drama, but the whole betrayal, I mean to put it in better words, the betrayal of, the, what is it, Mia Kunis? Ashton Kutcher? That was not in the bingo. That was really confusing news when I saw that. I was thinking it was like some weird spoof, but no, it became just dark shit. Just like, great, just what I want. <laughs> right with September. I mean, of course, I can't really report anything else happening in media per se specifically what I would want to talk about on this podcast. And of course, the next one really could just be about grad school, the reality of it, or just shits and giggles Halloween and what I'm going to do for cosplay. And even where I go, ooh, I could do a podcast where I create an entire one-shot story for D&D. Because, I mean... That is coming up, like I mentioned last time. The end of our arc, our, our story. Which, really fun. We end up killing the Emerald Dragon. Technically. But not fully, but technically. There's some more nuance to it, but... Got some awesome powers, and... <laughs> I yet again forgot I had attack bonuses, so... Oops. But hey. It's been an interesting thought process of my use of media well of course we could always just talk about how just reflect back on my mental health my body image body dysmorphia and what else I can recollect because I have quite a lot of journals and diaries from middle school high school or even just moments I can remember that impacted me for later in life. Yeah, that's a good way to segue from today we talk about this, this, this media until we talk about my brain. Really where to go from? Because of course how I grew up with social media wasn't until actually high school. So by the time I was uh, good question. When did I start high school? <laughs> Let me actually write this down because I can't actually recollect numbers in reality. Okay, so we've got this year and the year I started. Okay, so we do that, do this. 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, then 3. Oh, wow, I doubted myself, but no, my first guess was correct, yeah, 14. So, I mean, not really at 14, more like when I was 15, when I got after the second 
year. So basically 10th, 10th year, midway. So sophomore, so one fourth of the way done with high school in the sophomore year, essentially just still the beginning of high school really because you still have two more years left before you graduate from that school system but yeah 14 years ago well not 14 when i was 14 is when actually the prevalence of social media that i gave a shit i mean sure it was there already a little bit but it was just I didn't really care for Facebook. I figured it was for people who wanted to reconnect with someone after a long time or check in with people from school or you had long distance elderly or older or far away extended family. I mean, I use email. Sometimes I text, but still this is right on the precipice of when texting became cheaper because I still remember still remember my sister getting in trouble with a Nokia phone texting too much. <laughs> it still is funny time and time and again to realize having the phone where you just had the little tiny buttons you're clicking, trying to make a message on this tiny like two and a half inch screen. <laughs> so yeah, even though social media is everywhere now, and of course I grew up with technology changing rapidly, I didn't see a huge point of it, like, vlogging or posting or creating a whole virtual digital world. It was nice to connect with fellow otaku or anime people so we could talk about a show or maybe see an episode when it was airing so we didn't have to run through YouTube to find four different clips of it. I mean... Snapchat and Instagram got a little bit more significantly popular in my realm of my school because people, that was a way you could contact and it was something you could use with the Wi-Fi rather than using your internet or your phone plan. So I mean, it helped in that regard, but still, I do remember it having the not safe for work content of being able to post things and someone could see it and someone could keep it hidden kind of deal. I mean, it wasn't all the time, it's just, I remember that being like a significant event. So like one or two times, but overall it was mainly just like, hey, we're gonna make a cool photo, we're gonna go see a movie, have a cool outfit. But other than that, it stayed pretty much surface level people want to just like have a traveling scrapbook of events that were happening sure we use facebook because for our sports club in order to keep updated on information which then required me to have a phone that had access to internet so i could check on if we're having practice or not but beyond that it was really i had shows to watch and theories to look at but not to use media to promote myself i mean of course there was chat roulette what i was using i don't yeah i guess i never actually 
came across the roulette of like true horror. Hmm. Beyond there. Because, of course, I guess it's more so what gave me as a young kid dysmorphia or even just being uncomfortable myself is more the printed material or television because, again, this is right when it was starting. So, magazines, advertisements, the different stuff they promoted at the grocery store for vitamins and such. That's where the stuff that really hit. Because digital, social, content, and influencer things, I think that only really began to actually physically, mentally affect me into like after college when I could see truly the grass being greener on the other side for someone and looking at what I had accomplished and realize for one I hadn't posted a lot of images of me or created a scrapbook of information it was pretty barren so I think in one part I was a little sad that I missed out on joining the bandwagon of it and then the other part kind of feeling sad that with what I had up there it didn't really measured up to everyone else's online quality that was being posted and of course that did shift about to a different set of emotions and feelings once I started video editing, putting up actually legit YouTube videos again, where then I felt like I wasn't making traction, where it seemed like my stuff did good when I did the boring or sensationalized stuff rather than the passion projects that I wanted to do. But eh. I am not doing it consistently, I'm not doing it in a way that grabs a lot of attention. So, I mean, I have to consider that as well. But put it in that way kind of sums up that at first I didn't have it hurt me. But once it did affect me and hurt me was when I was really trying to dip my toes into the scene of creating and designing. And... I guess I don't have any frustrations in the podcast world. I mean, of course, it's still trial and error because you're mainly doing it as talking. Sure, there is the part of should I do it as a video format, but that requires me to either be actively engaged in a video format for that long or be able to just sit here and put the two-hour or one-hour conversation together without stopping and maybe it's the fact of the content i'm doing requires me to stop and think and come back to it rather than just have a stew of words ready to go and even with it having frustration and confusion it does still excite me that's a realization when there's times when I can actually just sit down and just fiddle with it. Maybe fix the UI, fix the screen, 
tamper with something or change a volume, it's fun personally for me. And maybe my efforts don't show a large amount of numbers for an algorithm, but I do feel it in the quality of my life, and that's really good enough for me. I benefit from it, it's not hurting me in any aspect of my life, and I'm still enjoying it. That's the biggest thing that even big creators talk about, how it becomes a job. And really? Unless, of course, I change up my perspective of how a job is, it's worthwhile to continue it as it is. Hmm. Just, I, th I figured there would be a longer conversation, but I don't really have a long, drawn-out conversation on it because of big part. A lot of the content I used to do is either privated just for safety reasons or it's just stuff I did because we had the time to. Well, I, I, it wasn't as fr thrilling as I anticipated, but hey, got to have a little conversation. Because, I mean, the main thing was talking about media and social media and what is out there and how it's changing. Which, of course, I mean, since recording the start of this podcast, of course, like, threads, has it become quiet again? Just like Hive has become quiet, but some people really like the site, or they know that if they market themselves long enough on these sites, they'll have a big following that is different from the other platforms. And I mean... Did we even talk about Discord? I mean, technically it's a social media, but it's a media that requires you to bring people in from another avenue. Like, you link up with people. I mean, you do it, like, through Twitch, through Instagram, through Pinterest, through Reddit. Eh, we're not gonna draw that conversation out. Because, again, I feel like it's just too different to put in the square peg. <laughs> but, I think... That's where we wrap up here for today. Well, today as in today, 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 weeks of contemplating and figuring out what I wanted to talk about in this cast. Because, of course, this is number six. So then what would be number seven? Because, of course, it's spooky month. And it's just been doing grad school, getting paperwork done. Of course, we could just talk about Halloween altogether, maybe even the changes throughout the years. <laughs> Especially the choice in costume design. <laughs> I mean, that'd be fun. A nice little episode on that. Eh. Well, this was XP for Heal. Have a good night, and good day, and good afternoon, and sometime in one's waking world, or going to sleep. <laughs> Bye-bye.